of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated? Just before we go into the homily, I just want you to have a look at the World War II window, which is this one over here, and just notice what you notice. And just keep that in mind. Now, most of you know that I am... You don't have to keep watching it. Just notice what you notice. Most of you know that I am a big MASH fan, and I've used MASH in many a sermon as an example. The TV series is, is obviously based on the movie, which is based on the book by Richard Hooker, who wrote about uh, the doctors he had personal experience of at MASH units during the Korean War. Now, the stories of the TV series have been embedded into our consciences. And I know I only have to say the words, Hawkeye Pierce, Trapper John, Frank Burns, and Henry Blake, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Is that a fair assumption to make? You've all got a reasonable idea what I'm talking about? But as I looked at the World War II memorial window, I wondered if you would know what I meant when I said Dish, Baker, Mitchell, Mason, Kelly, Bayless, and Scorch. Sound familiar? What if I said Margaret Hotlips Houlihan? We'd all know who we were talking about now. And I'm sure that one sounded familiar. And the reason I ask the question is because these are the names we forget. They are important characters to the story of MASH, but they have often been over-sexualised and made the object of the Doctor's lust. They are the nurses of the 4077. In fact, just to emphasise the point, I have a role-playing game at home called Mashed. And it's based on the experience of MASH units during the Korean War. And one of the characters you can play in the game is one of the nurses. But if you play that character, it comes with a warning. And it says, the army of the 1950s is very much a man's world. If you want to play an angel, expect to deal with men who believe you are the weaker, less intelligent sex, and who may admire you for your body, but not your mind. This is not always the case, but it is the norm. But the game also says, you know a great deal about providing medical care. You spend 12 hour shifts performing tests and medications, giving vaccines, injections, blood and fluids, providing CPR and first aid to treat wounds keeping inventory of medical supplies, cleaning and sterilising instruments, keeping and tracking patient records, independently triaging, monitoring the patient's vital signs and injuries before and after surgery, and even scrounging discarded items and improvising them into functional tools. Your duties also include providing emotional support, which can be difficult when you need a level of detachment 
in order to function. It's no wonder that the game calls them angels. But there is a serious side to all of this. And it was really odd as I put this together, my Facebook page lit up with stories of the forgotten women of the Defence Forces. There was a fair bit to do with the forgotten nurses of the Vietnam War. And we often forget the contribution of our Australian nurses that have been made in conflicts, and in a particular conflict that is often less discussed than others. And I use this example because MASH was an easy way in. But we don't talk about the Korean War very often, and the nursing staff um, are often forgotten as a result of that. But as a part of that, uh, that um, deployment, the Royal Australian Air Force nursing, nursing Service was deployed there and was a branch of, uh, obviously, the Royal Australian Air Force that existed from 1940 to 1946, uh, and then it was reformed in 1948 through to 1977. Members of that nursing service served in World War II, the Korean War, the Malayan Emergency, and the Vietnam War. And during the Korean War, Members served at the British Commonwealth Mobile Surgical Hospital in Seoul and the Medical Air Evacuation Unit that, which, and the Medical Air, Air Evacuation Unit that flew patients from Iwakuni from um, where they were taken by hospital train to the British Commonwealth General Hospital. Between 1950 and 1953, 12,762 Commonwealth casualties took that route and it was the, the RAF nursing service members uh, uh, also accompanied 728 patients on flights from Japan to Australia by Guam, Manila or Port Moresby. All members of the nursing service in Korea were trained civilian nurses who enlisted for four years but served only one year tour of duty in Korea or Japan and the last nurses returned home in 1956. So what I want to share with you now is a real story <clears throat> of the experience of Australian nurses in Korea. Um, and I do this to recognise the contribution these women made, not only in this conflict, but also to their country. So the following is from a reflection of a nurse in Korea. And she says, well, we few women were non-combatants in a place where we could have been killed just as easily as the men. Only we couldn't shoot back. We never had the chance. So what do you do with your fear and your anger? You internalise it. You absorb it. Because you have a job to do, and that job involves taking care of the wounded. If you adopt this attitude for a long time, it becomes a part of your character and is carried, carried over into non-war situations, right? Lack of equipment and facilities was a very relevant factor in creating anger. One of the big problems was the lack of blood for transfusion. There's no blood bank to draw upon. So how do you deal with a soldier who's had his buttocks blown off when his jeep was hit by an exploding mine directly under the jeep? 
You can't apply a tourniquet. You can't tie off the bleeders quickly enough. So you let him bleed to death and immediately go to the next casualty. Forget him. Then years later, the full horror hits you. Triggered by a reference on any form of media. And this explains why I can't even now, in comfort, watch the news programs of what's going on in the world at the moment. You may not believe this, but it comes back so vividly at times that I can even smell it. I think in the years since the Korean War, the voice of women who served there has been very quiet. We've never spoken about it. The war has always been thought of as a man's war with stories of post-war trauma. It's not difficult to realise that the nurse's role is overlooked. We were few in numbers, in a sexual as well as a racial minority among the personnel of 26 nations. We very quickly learned that Australia is a very minute part of the world community. For the, for the nurse, it was easier not to question the cause of the war. You were in the army and you did your duty, and if you thought that, even if you thought the war was ridiculous. The sense of duty was overwhelming, and that meant more than politics. After a long 12-hour shift, you could be called back on duty, especially as a theatre sister. Nurses quickly became forthright, resilient people who could quickly bring calm to a chaotic situation by sorting out the wounded. It's not easy to sort out wounded, triage as it's called, because you can't allow your personal feelings to come into it. You might think, oh, he's a young soldier, he's an older one, he's got very many wounds, but that one's got a lot of wounds. You have to make a decision on their physical state, not whether you like him or not. It was very difficult, particularly as a female, because even within the confines of the unit or the hospital in Japan, being a female with such a multitude of men and human nature being what it is, you were not able to even show one flicker of likeness for one particular person at all. You just simply had to treat the wounded and the other male staff that you were with and the men that you associated with when you went to the front line and so forth as one block of people. Perhaps that's why I was given the nickname the Bloody Duchess. It's easy to forget the role of women and the role they've played in the defence of this country. Certainly when I'm on base at Williamtown, women are well represented in many facets of defence life providing experience and critical functionality to defence. Indeed, as some of you know, uh, the Surveillance and Reconnaissance Group have a very experienced and senior female officer as an air commodore. So take note, I think, of what you noticed in the World War II window, because there are nurses in it. I'll be honest with you, when I look at the window, I mean, Jesus is often the first person I see, but I often notice the other people first. But as we say, lest we forget today, 
And as we continue to reminisce and look back as we contemplate the World War II memorial window, let us not forget that many women have contributed to the defence of Australia and they all deserve our admiration and respect. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.